Well, it's been a long time. It has been uh, far too long. I think maybe it's been a year since the last time we did this. It was about a year ago that uh, I stopped doing working on Unshelved, and you and Chris took off on your own. That's true. A lot has happened in a year. It's been a big year. It's been a big year. You have a new comic strip, I believe. I have a new house. We're in my new house. You have a new house. I, I had a new job a year ago, but it was new. So I've been in that for a while. I had a new now, job a year ago, but it was new. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A, year ago, a year ago, I just started my new job. I'm a computer programmer. I work at Microsoft again for the third time. I can't quit that place. <laughs> uh, you complete me, Microsoft. And now you have a comic called? Library Comic. I like, I like how you chose a, a title that cannot be trademarked. You know, you do what you can. Yep. Um, I will say this about your comic. It's yeah. pretty funny. Thanks. Yeah. It's not, it's not that it can't be trademarked. It's that it has to be uh, visually trademarked. Right. Right. Um, no, I like that it is not unshelved. Yeah. It is, it is so clearly your voice now. And uh, I really like that. It's been, it's been interesting to find. I, I would disagree with it being my voice exactly. But it's, well, I mean, you and Chris, but it's not my voice anymore, right? Yeah. My voice has been subtracted from yeah, yeah. it. And um, I, love, I love all these things that pop up that are so out of left field that are just not unshelved, and it just delights yeah. me when it happens. Yeah, it's been, it's been weird to pull my head out of this. It's weird to even look at these books again uh-huh. and be like, oh, that was like how, how the rhythm went now. Yeah. Like the the four-panel the four, four rhythm, the consistent four-panel rhythm is so strange to get used to. Yeah, when we started, we did four-panel. I don't know if you remember. And then yeah. we kind of migrated to three-panel. Huh. And, um, no, and Chris really drove that. And I think it really helped. It helped um, set up a different meter. Right, just sure. for things like to, sure. to just the way they play out. Well, and the brilliance of four panel um, is something that Charles Schultz figured out a long time ago, which is just it gives you a lot of visual um, options. So you can on a phone you can just scroll down, which he didn't. He actually he actually uh, he, he he foresaw the iPhone yeah yeah he, he foresaw the smartphone <laughs> and he said why did no that was one of the things that editors liked about peanuts is they could put it vertically they put it horizontally they mm-hmm. put it in a square yeah and that was kind of uh, Chris's thing is like this is native to all these places we want to run mm-hmm. it right so mm-hmm. i was like all right like we give that a try it was really hard to to stick my head into that mode for a while mm-hmm. yeah I, th- I think it's i think it's um working out I think I'm and just it. coming into your house this morning i actually had to wade through the piles of cash that the new comic strip is generating <laughs> that's true so yes it's so, tough it's tough but I, I, use, I use a rake so we're here at gene's house and the plan today is we're going to do not one but two books so I think by the end of the second book, we're going to be pretty loopy. Loopy, and maybe, if all goes well, fairly drunk. Fairly drunk. Because we have a bottle of sake cooling in the fridge. In fact, why, why haven't we taken that out? Uh, because we need a reward for getting through some okay. part of this. Okay, so after the first break. We'll no, after the first break. No, 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 no. no. We, we, we need to get, get at least halfway through before we hit the alcohol. All right. All right. It's probably just as well so we don't hit nap time. That is, that is exactly the So thing. today we'll be reading Bibliovores. Bibliovores, the book you can't get. <laughs> yeah, the book that is uh, we didn't make enough of, I guess. Well, you, you can, we can never get it right. There's ones we have too many of. There's ones we don't have enough of. Right. So, uh, yeah. But, I mean, you can get this apparently for large large amounts of money on uh, on Amazon. And, of course, as an ebook. Yes, as an ebook, very cheaply, yeah. I believe. Um, this is volume 10. And um, we actually, uh, my wife and I posed for the... Uh, cover there. We actually took photos of us mm-hmm. uh, to... Is that you chewing on the book? Um, yes, that's me chewing on the book. Okay. It's an incredible likeness. And for a while, this was the image I had on the back of my laptop, and everybody always really liked that. So should we dive in? We should. All right, you first. Page? Page four, which is the first page of comics in the book. Oh, we should comment on our on our pictures of our families reading there on the okay. cover. I like that. Yeah. I'm reading Louis Trondheim's Allez Reconte, which I which is a great video series, too. I can't see what I'm reading. Uh, BB's reading uh, Wildwood, and I don't know what Silver is reading. Our kids are adorable. 
Yeah. This is our pre-teenager kids. Look at how tiny they were. Yeah, there's not as there's not as much. <laughs> You're reading an unshelved book, Bill. <laughs> angst and snark in there as as, as there is now, and our, and and that's Mason, our erstwhile dog. Oh, who's also Mason. Reading. Oh, yep, Mason. All right, oh, dive in. Oh, I forgot about Mason. That just makes me so sad. Oh, he's around somewhere. Uh, Library tip ninety eight. Where, where are we starting? Um, I was starting on the the middle one. Okay, uh, on page four. Um, I just like I just like that uh, it's Dinah. Kind of being Dinah, just very direct. Uh, as the woman comes in, with, she has the things that she needs, but then Dinah uh, wants to make sure that she knows she's going to have to sit through this avalanche of information to get her library card. One of the things I noticed starting this book is that uh, there's no Dewey. Like there's an, there's an unusual number of strips that don't include Dewey. And he's I forgot, in, he's yeah. in almost every strip. And it, and and then I remembered that we we very cleverly and intentionally timed out the the ending of the last book so that it ended with Dewey on his way. Um, to uh, uh, Kathy having a baby. Yeah, to the hospital. Yeah. To the hospital. So that was very clever of us. It was clever. Past us was very clever. And then... It's uh, all downhill since then. And then I make an appearance in this volume on page six. You do. On your annual, uh, it's Jean's birthday bathroom strip. That's true. Uh, it's an emergency, and this guy's complaining there's urine all over the men's room floor, which is a common complaint I think you could make about any men's room floor. That's true. Yeah. yeah. It's not an emergency. It's Thursday. It's Thursday. It's Thursday. Do you have any comments on those first two pages, or um, no? And so, do we finally re-enters on that next strip on page seven? And um, and and we find out that the only the only communication he's done about the baby is on Twitter, and that that's pretty much how I would have done it today if if I had a baby today. We didn't have Twitter when we had our children, but there we go. And then the bottom of seven is our our thing children's librarians do when they are happy or delighted. <laughs> they squee, they squee, and they jump and they, they clap. jump up and down, clap. Yep, there's tomorrow doing it. Um, I'm not sure that was conveyed. It more looks like she just got taller and shorter. That's a, a tough one to draw. Maybe she was maybe she was going up and down on her tiptoes. Um, oh, I wanted to say in in rereading the way we do these books is we read them ahead of time and kind of mark out some stuff we have to talk about. And 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 in rereading a few things to look out for some spoilers. First of all, exclamation starting with the letter G. The the phrase a magician never reveals his secrets, um, and mentions of the carpeting. Some patterns. Some patterns I've noticed just in in the first half of this book. Yes. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Well, there's a lot in here about policy. Like this, this was like, it's the policy book. This was like the policy book for me. There's there's policy. There's some, uh, there's some intellectual freedom. There's policy. And there's a lot of, what's funny is I can see that I, I think we were working on probably uh, too much information, the keynote, which I'm going to give next week. And so Uh we we had been working on it. We'd also been giving it a little bit, Uh the early versions of it. And this one is actually time to, um, uh, how to ban a book. Is it really? Yeah, and that's why there's a bunch of intellectual freedom stuff. But I see, I see too much information strips oh, okay. in here too. Like, yeah. like, like I, I can see both because I think we were doing. Yeah, it's interesting when we're developing our talks. We, um, we, I just checking the thing to make sure we're recording because we've had some bad experiences in the past. But we are in fact recording. Um, we, we we go through old strips and we try to figure out themes, but sometimes it goes the other way. Sometimes as we're developing the strip, uh, the talks strips come out of them. Right, and we've, or we've been dancing around a theme, but not exactly yeah. said what we need to say in the yeah, talk, yeah. and so yeah. we need something to illustrate it. So yeah, it goes back and forth. So I c- can no longer remember now whose idea it was to name Trillium Trillion. I'll, I'll just it, give it to it, us. It, it, was, it was mine. Okay. That, that was actually on my list of uh, potential baby names. Oh, was it really? Yeah, back in high school. Yeah. Okay. When I loved uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Are we on page eight now talking about that? Sure. Uh, top of page eight is is uh, my birth experience. Of you being born? Not of your not daughter being, being born? My, my daughter being born. Yeah, uh, <laughs> of your of your your uh, wife trying to 
city. Like the baby with uh, the small uh, umbilical cord that was bungee jumping, as the doctor said, which I thought was just a great image. And I'd be like, there's the head. It's gone again. Just the most irritating fucking thing I could yeah. do. <laughs> language. All right. Language. Next page. Language. I thought, I thought language didn't matter. Okay. You, you'd had, we had this whole time. I'm not the one who cares is all I'm I, I don't. I don't care. Anymore. Okay. All right. I got nothing on nine. I love, I love Dewey as new dad. And all he yeah. wants to talk about is Trillium. Yeah. 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 All right. He's nice. All right. Ten? Okay. Uh, oh, oh this, these smarmy jerks who would come into the library and try to sell cleaning products. I, I probably was complaining about these to you, and then I tried to write this, and you were like, I don't know if that's funny. No, well, I mean, I, I know this guy, right? I mean, not not this guy specifically, but, but I've I've dealt with this sort of salesperson mm-hmm. um, who who just sort of dives in, like, hey, how you doing? How are you? Blah, blah, blah. Well, it's not even how you doing. It's like, hey, it's been a long time since I've seen you. <laughs> you know, like, and you're, right. you're, left, and you're like, left wondering. Ha- well. Hasn't? <laughs> like, 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 not long enough, apparently. <laughs> What's funny is they come in waves. So the first one kind of gets you a little bit. The next one, you just are like, oh, I bet well, then you're, then you're jaded, right? Yeah. Oh, um, we had this experience. I'm um, walking around Istanbul with a couple of colleagues uh, where Istanbul, like people are constantly importuning you to buy stuff and, and deal with stuff. And it's basically just a town full of con men um, or worse. And, uh, and there's also some very fine people in Istanbul. And there was this one guy who's the sweetest guy and he's Canadian. So when I say Canadian, you know, he's a really sweet guy. And I'm just I'm just doing national stereotypes. That's what perfect, that's, that's what the shtick's going to be. I'm, I'm glad you're glad your world travels have really yeah, yeah. have, have, have reduced everyone to they just like me. to just one characteristic. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what word describes people from Argentina, Bill? They love beef. They just love it. <laughs> beef. That's it. Beef eaters. Okay. Um, beef eater is originally an Argentinian. And I watched and I watched this guy as we walked around town like slump more and more as as the people <laughs> came up to him and like started conversations. The first time he's like, "Hey, these people are so friendly," but every but then they'd be like, "Oh, come look at my carpets." You know, come to my carpet store. And then by like the third or fourth one, he's like, none of them really care, do they? They don't want to be friends at all. <laughs> That's nice. I, did you see any cats in Istanbul? So many cats. I, so and I, this friend who, this colleague we walked around with, yeah. he, he, he stopped and took a picture of literally every cat. So it took us a long time to go. There's a documentary. Have you seen it? That just came I've out heard in about the U.S.? It. It, it's called Keddy, K-E-D-I. It's oh. really, really good. It was... Uh, in a theater near here for, for a long time. We finally went and saw it. It's got like this huge rating on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Really worth seeing. Just like wildcats that apparently the neighborhoods adopt. What, what are you pointing at my book? Are we just going to talk about films? I thought we were going to talk about films. But mostly. We're mostly going to talk about films. But in, in between, we're going to... See, what's funny is we're going to meander for a while, and then like we're going to... I know, we're going to sprint. We're going to just start racing. All right. <laughs> racing. We'll just skip the next 10 pages. <laughs> yeah. So my favorite on this page is page 10, uh, where, where uh, he actually calls the guy Buddy. He calls Buddy Buddy. Yes. You like and, that? That's uh, funny. Because yeah. his name's Buddy. Who's the big cheese? That would be Madame Fromage. She smells like a deli. This stops <laughs> this guy dead. The surrealism of Buddy. It's her house. Don't ask me how I know. <laughs> I like that Buddy has a secret girlfriend who smells like cheese. <laughs> that is that is one possible interpretation. We'll never know for sure. That, that, that's, that's my interpretation. Okay. All right. I'm done with that page. All right. 11? Uh, I got nothing. 12. You drive. I got zero on 12. Am I just talking about stuff that's important to me? I'll let you know. Uh, so 12 and 13, Dewey is uh, using his time, his non-busy time at the reference desk to look up things that are important to him. Mm-hmm. Like here, baby-proofing his house. I would never do this. <laughs> just so you know. I, I, I believe you. Okay. 13. <laughs> 14. <laughs> uh, oh, this guy. I like the guy on 14 and 15. Um, he's, he's irritated about his taxes. There's a lot of irritation about taxes in this volume too. 
Um, but he wants to figure out how to get his money's worth out of the library. So yep. he wants not just the most expensive books, but he wants to use the most expensive devices in the library and the, the person whose time is the most expensive. Um, I, I just love this. I love the idea. And like, like trying to figure out, like, it was kind of like my way of pointing out what were the biggest wastes of, of money in the, in the, in the building, basically. Um, I feel like this is something I do when I have some sort of membership fee, like it's some cost and like, I'm never going to get it back, but I sort of almost out of set of, uh, out of like sheer pettiness. Well, it's like the buffet thing, right? It's totally the buffet. Like I was, I was looking at the, uh, the whole foods, hot, hot food buffet. And I was trying to figure out what was worth $9 a, a pound. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's something there that's worth 11. Right. No, it, it's got to average out. Right. I do the same thing at breakfast. Like when at breakfast buffets, I always get the smoked salmon. Yeah. Like it's exactly. definitely the most expensive exactly. thing there. And I'm just loading it on. I'm like, this is six, seven pounds of salmon. I'm just like, I'm taking a pound of capers for no good reason. <laughs> uh, and then the bottom of 15 is, um, I also think jam, jam's gotta be expensive cause it's kind of concentrated. No, jam's not too much. Cause you can get like 16 ounces of, it depends on if it's like organic jam or like fresh mm, jam. Okay. All right. I'm going to stick with the salmon. Salmon's good. Um, so the bottom of 15, um, you have someone who is not a librarian complaining about someone who's a librarian actually taking time to think. I was going to ask you about this. Well, there's a couple things going on here for me, which one of them is that like, you're not really allowed true downtime yeah. to sit around and just ponder like what you need to do and to come up with a plan. You're supposed to come up with it all on the fly. It's like in the back. Well, I mean like if you had a computer in front of you, would that be all right? Well, you, like if you're pondering with your fingers on a keyboard, would anyone complain? Cause I think there's this thing that you don't look like you're working. Right. No, it's, it's exactly that thing. And, um, and sometimes people are irritated when you're looking through, um, through books, right. Just to get to know the collection or just to get to the point where you can book talk something like people are, people are super irritated by people. I mean, like it typically was the, uh, the clerks and pages around me, like sometimes the librarians who had other things to do as well. But it was like, as a teen librarian, these were things I needed to do to stay on top of what my job was. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't really reasonable that I did all of them at home. Um, I would do some of them at home, but I remember just one time I just needed to go sit Uh with like a piece of paper in my hand and just, I needed to get away from the email that was going on on my computer and everything well, and in my desk. And almost every study on, on like uh, productivity and creativity, um, like the things you actually do to be creative are, are completely not a workplace environment. Right. It's like, right. go for a walk. No, exactly. Exactly. Like I had to go take a, take a walk and get some coffee and come back, but I had yeah. to get out of the environment. And that's when you're like, you should really go take a shower, <laughs> go for a walk. Well, there was a shower in the library. Swim. Like all, all these it. things that are like yeah. physical and get you away from it and all these things that nobody wants to pay you to do. But I just remember I kind of got in trouble at my boss. My boss literally told me, she was like, we need you to look busy. <laughs> and I was like, no, I was and like, there she is. I was like, that doesn't really. And there's the boss on page 16 saying, do you need to look busier? It doesn't, it just didn't really work for me, you know, not all the time. And I kind of, I kind of had this huge talk with her about mm-hmm. it and, and she finally agreed. And I, I said, I was willing to deal with all the crap I got from people and to talk, actually talk to them about mm-hmm. what I was doing and mm-hmm. that I needed to plan. Right. Yeah. But that I wasn't, I mean, like, like I was willing to not do these things Yeah. as long as she was willing to not have me do the things <laughs> I was planning at those moments. <laughs> so it was, it was an interesting, you know. And, and at the heart of that is there this, I, I often wonder, and I know one of the themes in our long relationship is, is sort of my experience at private companies and your experience, your experience at libraries. But is there this sense of like, we are spending people's tax dollars and, and, and you're, you're more responsible to the public than, than otherwise. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, there, there, there is that, but like, that's not what's going on here. What's going on here is that in the library, in almost every library, there is a never ending amount of work to do. Yeah. So seeing somebody doing what you perceive as nothing, is very, very hard to take. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, like, I think finally my boss told me to actually just go out into the stacks and just sit. Right. But like, that's not a good solution either because the yeah. pages can see me out there just hanging out. Right. Yeah. But that's also useful because you need to know what's going on in the libraries. So at least that serves two purposes at the same time. Right. Anyway. So this next, um, on page uh, 16, the bottom of page 16, starts a sequence with Tamara and a, a brood parent. Mm-hmm. And um, it's interesting, I, I was sort of, um, the next page, so Tamara is Are verging on, on being sarcastic. 17? 16 to 17 is the sequence. Mm-hmm. She's verging on sarcastic, and she's not quite. And, right. and Tamara, like, shouldn't be sarcastic, because we've had whole sections where we, we show that Tamara doesn't actually understand the really concept of irony. Right. So I'm, I'm trying to take everything she says here literally. And at the, at the, at the bottom, she says, um, here's a schedule. Would it help if I stapled it to you? <laughs> which is which is sort of a killing with kindness thing, and it's a little rude. But I've decided it's not sarcastic. She's literally asking the question. Well, I, I, think, I, think, that is, I think that is a little sarcasm there. But I think, there's a jab. I think it's okay. There's a jab. But I she's not being okay. ironic. She's, she's literally offering to do it. Uh, I enjoyed the C-book sequence, too, this next one. On 18? Yeah. We, have, we, have to make the, we, have to, we have to announce the page. When we okay. Switch. So 18, yeah. I like it, too. I mean, I like that I like that. despite the fact that e-books in some conceptual way should always be available are not. I mean, it's kind of fascinating, and, and we went e-book very, very heavy when we were traveling around the country because um, my sister gave the kids Kindles, and so we would just log into SPL and uh, Seattle Public Library mm-hmm. and, uh, and get e-books, and we suddenly had to deal with the fact that they, I had to wait in line for them, too, and I'm like, what is this? It's very strange. It's very strange. It's very, very it all strange. sort of makes sense in some weird way. But but we were there. I mean, and Unshelved obviously started before eBooks really existed mm-hmm. um, in terms of any Broadway, and and it was interesting to watch the whole dance the libraries have done to them. And I don't think they're quite done dancing, but it has certainly settled down. It's getting it's getting better and better, but uh, not quite there yet. Yeah. Um, and then uh, nineteen, we have Gram- Grandma's coming back in again in a big way. Yeah, she has to move in with Dewey and Kathy. And again, um, grandma here represents both your grandma and I think my dad to some degree as they both declined yeah. in life. And so here's grandma declining to the point where she needs to, she needs to move in with Dewey. Right. And this was a nice, this was a nice way to do it. I like, I liked seeing, um, grandma live in with him for a little while. It was okay. It's one of those things like I never feel like, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe in the new comic, I'll bring this in again a little bit. This, like my grandmother's decline. And like how we dealt with it, but it's so, it's so painful, right? Mm-hmm. It's just so painful. I don't know. I don't know quite how to, how to well, and, manage and I, that. I'm on the whole pleased with how we dealt with it. Like we didn't do the funky winker bean thing where like we stopped all the jokes for a couple of years while we dealt with this difficult situation. Yeah. Um, we didn't make her the butt of the jokes, but she was always like an odd duck. Yeah. She was, always she funny. just got a little odder. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think probably like your grandma, right? Yeah. Definitely like my grandma. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who just who, uh, despite her dementia, kept her sense of humor all the way through, which was very funny. I, I found a picture of her the other day. She had I'd, I'd given her some blueberries, and then I and then she gave me this smile with blueberries all over her teeth. <laughs> oh, I remember just, the picture. She, she just looked maniacal. It just looked like like one of the undead. She thought that was hilarious. I told um, her on page twenty. I like the middle strip um, where Kathy says, "Family is important in my family." <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely not a me thought. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some jerk guy in 21. Oh, 22 and 23 are the um, the baseball metaphor. Mm-hmm. And I remember this came out of um, a system that kind of started a three strikes policy on bad behavior. <laughs> but it, was a, it was a really it was a really ridiculous. And I really like thing. his line in the last one where he says the baseball metaphor really works in my favor. It really does because because like this, you could just you could just kick someone out if they're bad, but you know they get two more strikes. Well, the system the system that I, I was thinking of has that you get three strikes every day. 
So the people who come in, they know how they're misbehaving. They just so get, that's 21 strikes per week. I mean, we can exactly. do the math, but it's a lot of strikes. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, here's a strip you wrote on 23. How middle many of, innings is that? It's a lot. Okay. Middle of 23. Uh, the, um, so, yeah, I was going to talk about this one. So, first of all, I like the strip a lot. I think it's funny. But it also is an awkward strip um, because what, what actually happened is the order of dialogue changed in the second strip. Um, so it starts off with Fred talking. This is the Wikipedia strip, right? That's what mm-hmm. we're talking about. Um, starts off with Fred beginning the exchange, and then it flips with Dewey going first. Mm-hmm. And and I, I didn't. There's a couple of ways to handle this with cart- with just visually. One is you can flip the characters. You can suddenly put them another size by changing the camera angle. But that's kind of awkward too. Um, so I took this approach, which is to stack the dialogue box bubbles. It's okay. It's not great. And in retrospect, what I wish I had done is uh, had had Dewey's comment. The let's see if I can help. Um, have you tried Wikipedia? No, I still don't know how to do it. I think it actually works. It's okay. I found it. I found I, I kind of stumbled across it a little bit on rereading it. I think it. I think it's. I think it's fine actually. I mean, I think what you did in the one on the bottom of twenty three where they start moving away because because that's the flip that's hard. Yeah. Like like the flip the flip where in the third panel it reverses the order of speaking. Like that's harder to do. I didn't do that in twenty three. Oh no! Sorry, sorry. What was I thinking? But it is hard to do. Anyway, this is this is one of those things that cartoonists can talk endlessly about and, and boringly about. Right. So I'll just keep doing that. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. All right. We have Dewey as parent on uh, twenty five. Yeah, and I think that we came close to a trope on this one, which is like you know the Mister Mom thing. But it wasn't that. It was it wasn't Dewey trying to be like a mom. It's just we get to see Dewey unleashed as a dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, with the alien thing on on the baby. On yeah, the and, I, and I and I basically assume this is all you as you as a dad. Yeah, we never actually had the alien baby thing. I think that wasn't out yet from uh, Think Geek when. Oh, do they, is that a real thing? The face thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They have a plush. They have a plush. Is uh, it like a binky? It's not, <laughs> no. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> no, but uh, but but it's a it's a face grabber and. Um, but but uh, my daughter had her own collection of action figures because I wouldn't let her open mine. And um, one of them she had was like a little three-inch alien, a couple of alien figures uh-huh. that somebody had given me that I, I gave to her. And she, she was telling me the other day how uh, freaked out, how much they scared her. <laughs> when she was a little kid, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, good. I'm glad. Like, I'm glad to hear that. They should be scary, right? Like, like that's that's well, it. they should be scary, but it's not necessarily that we should go around scaring our children. Well, I mean, you can put them away. They're you know, you can put that scare away in a box. You don't have to have it out all the time. It's fine. You know, it's fine to have something scary that you, you know, like is over there, and you, we could have thrown it away if you wanted. But we were watching uh, Alien Three together mm-hmm. as we discussed this, so which was nice. Not a, it's not a good movie. It, yeah, it's it's uh, it's worse than I remember. Yeah, but it's got Pete Postlethwaite in it, I which I didn't remember. Um, and the guy, and the guy who plays the the dad of the Lannisters on uh, Game of Thrones. He's no, he's the Doctor, which I didn't know. He's very young. I wanted to ask, based on the bottom of page twenty four, mm-hmm. when was the first time that BB played video games? Your daughter. When was the first time that she played video games? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just curious how early. When she could hold the joystick? I don't know. I, I'm just wondering. Well, I, I don't know. Like, she, she, I mean, she would want to play because she would see me play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would let her play a little bit. I remember, um, like the only time it ever seemed kind of sketchy was we were playing that, uh, there was a Marvel. Well, I'm not even talking about being sketchy. I'm actually just wondering like how well, early did. Well, the earliest memory I have is like we would play, um, Katamari together, which is, which is a game on the PlayStation where you, you roll a ball and it rolls up things that are smaller than the ball and the ball gradually gets bigger. So okay. you can roll up everything on the world. Okay. 
Um, and that was fun, but frustrating for her. Seems like a metaphor for something, but keep going. And then the Avengers movie started coming out, and we played some Marvel game where there was like two players you could control, and there were like four heroes with you, and you mm-hmm. could switch back and forth between the other hero you'd selected, which was fine. She loved that because it was just like it's just like a button mashing game, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then you select some some uh, some skills and some weapons and upgrades and stuff. And so she was kind of reading and kind of plotting her character's upgrades. And that was okay. And then at one point, you end up in hell fighting the Fisto's demons. And there are all these demons. She was playing Thor. And there's all these demons on her back just gnawing at her. And the, <laughs> and the controller is uh, shaking in her hand. And she starts screaming and crying. <laughs> and, and Because and, the demons are on her back, Jenny. And I was like, well, stop playing if you don't want to play. Do you want to stop? She, no! We gotta, I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's get the demons then. <laughs> She's just been, and Silver's like, my wife is looking at me like, what the, what the hell is wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know, man, we're fighting demons. This is like, this is awesome because we're going to win. We're going to win. We're I just wanted to say that as you told that story, mm-hmm. just to show how effective a transition this has been, over in Marvel Comics, Thor is now a woman. And I'm so like into that now. That's just sort of normal that when you said that, and of course you're talking about this thing a few years ago, I just pictured her. Thor as a woman? As Thor as a woman. So I think they pulled that off because in my brain I've I totally accepted that. But 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 the the original Thor is still around, right? Yes, but he's now just called Odinson. Is that it? He yes. lost his name. Is yeah. Thor a title? It kind of is. Huh. All yeah. right. I know he lost his hammer, but he's getting his hammer back. It's very confusing. Oh, that's confusing. There are all these multiverse hammers hanging around, and mm-hmm. there's an alien. I've got one. Brand. All right. You don't have one? I don't think so. Hmm. All right. Page twenty six. Okay. Uh, there's some lady here. Who's irritated about proofreading? And and I like that Randy comes up and offers her in depth proofreading. Oh god, he's so creepy. <laughs> Randy, the Randy librarian. I know he's supposed to be creepy, <laughs> and then he's creepy, and I'm always like, he's so creepy. And on the pa- top of page twenty seven, there's a thing we we're looking for. A magician never reveals the secrets. Yep, there's one. Okay, these are the little. These are the little. Uh, uh, what are they called? Little things you find as you go through Easter eggs. Is that an Easter egg? Yep. Cliche. So <laughs> I just want to say about these library tips. We're up to library tip number one hundred. Mm-hmm. Keeping these straight is like the, was the hardest thing. Of unshelved, like of everything we ever did, just making sure these things. And whenever I put a book together, I ended up having to renumber a bunch of them. <laughs> so, but I never went back and updated the website. So if you go to the website, there are a lot of duplicate and skipped library tip numbers. I'm sure we duplicated some of the tips too. I don't even know. Um, we probably have duplicated one or two of the tips. It would be hard not to. Mm. Uh, some stuff about Dewey's uh, non-uniform. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Merv pulls out a sword. You don't have to. You don't have to describe every strip. I'm going. That's to. not how we do this. <laughs> Twenty nine. We find out Tamara is running a no kill shelter in her house. <laughs> to the top of thirty. It's, it's it's actually a perfect like it's such a perfect Tamara thing to find out about her yeah. and have that not even be like a oh a surprise like oh yep she definitely does. I think I, I didn't I didn't really realize what this was until these vegan friends of mine had to get rid of a cat mm. <laughs> instead of just dropping it off somewhere where it would be yeah, killed. Yeah. They had to actually find a farm, and then you have yeah. to pay the farm this huge amount of money so the mm-hmm. cat can go there and, you know, be the bastard that it is. Right. I, I it doesn't know. get ground up into burger. Oh, it's so strange. Um, so the top of page thirty is one of the one of the occasional strips that I did not phone in, and I think I did a nice job of it, of of, of showing tomorrow's. Well, actually, both tomorrow's and Dewey's homes, mm-hmm. and and there in the center panel on the left is the Manticore from Darwin Carmichael is going to hell. Yep, from right. our, our friends. Sophie and Jen. Yep. Which has ended, but we've I've just found out they're they're maybe starting a new comic together. Well, I think they're working on a graphic novel. Cool. Or about to. Cool. <sighs> All right, let's keep going. All right, page uh, thirty one, the top. Uh, we have a lady who We have a sensor, so this is definitely out of the band of book stuff. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. It, it, yeah, I, yeah, I would agree with that. 
He's trying to get her to check them out. He's trying to, he's going through, uh, everything she would have to do to ban the book in her library alone. Clearly that. So, um, this is, this is Merv and Dewey's Are we 32 uh, now? plagiarism sequence. Yes. Oh yeah. This is a poster we sold. Uh, we sold a poster. Actually the, um, we did a version of this on the site, which I'm not sure we've updated. Um, and several people pointed out that we, we hadn't really quite gotten it right. Like we, our sort of take on plagiarism hadn't quite right. So we, we, we rewrote it. Did we? Poster. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember a little bit. We tweaked it a little bit. Hmm. And so this is, this is the tweaked version that's in the book. In the original version, did we endorse plagiarism? Um, we, we, we took a stand of some kind. No, we just, yeah, we just didn't quite get it. Plagiarism. I don't, I don't remember what we got wrong. I just okay sometimes. I, I remember we, we, enough people complained that it was clear we'd got wrong. <laughs> Page 35. Top. I don't know if you know this, but I'm imperfect. Really? No. no. I occasionally, I occasionally make errors or at least pretend to. Top of 35, we've got, uh. Yeah, so, so now gra- grandma's declining a little bit more. Yeah, you're on 34. Okay, yeah, sorry. 34. No, I'm on 35. Oh. Okay, go. I'm with you now. Yep. I was declining. It's not good. More tax, more tax problems than the nasty lady. What's her name? Well, I can't remember. I can't remember. She's just like the nasty. It's person. been a year since the last time I did. Yeah. Without, without invoking a curse word. Uh, 36 and 37 more tips. 38. I do really like the bottom of page. I do really like library tip 104, the bottom of page 36. Okay. Um, where Dewey can't tell you how to pirate a movie, um, but if somebody if somebody asks him to demonstrate how a scofflaw would go about downloading Beagle's videos illegally, he can show them. You know, I've had that conversation with a bunch of people, and um, I'm like, would you ask? Would you show people this if they asked? And they're like, well, no, that's illegal. And I'm like, well, there's all kinds of information in the library that's illegal, and like that's not where we draw the line. But the information itself is not illegal. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's just how to do illegal things. How to do illegal things. Well, it's like there's absolutely like information about how to commit the perfect murder, right? Somewhere in that library, you just have to find it. Well, you can find information on how to make grenades, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like it's, it's, it's truly yeah, insane. That is not how to do the perfect murder. Well, unless there's a situation depends. where depends. grenades are going off all over the place, in which case it would be sort of normal. Well, you know, you know, when's the last time, when's the last time someone was convicted for murdering someone with a grenade? Ask yourself that. I, I, I wouldn't ask myself because I don't have the answers. I would go to the local public library. Perfect. Uh, top of 38, there's the young woman who comes in to, uh, <laughs> to get books to read. And they're all so excited. Like she is the, she is the avid reader who just uses the library like crazy. And, and for her, this is normal. And for everyone else, she's the poster child. Right. Yeah. Right. They're just celebrating. Kind of bugs her. Just celebrating her. And, and I guess the thing we introduced her is she, she also uses eBooks and now they're worried because like right. she's the favorite person. And this is such a classic sitcom thing to do. Like this character did not exist until the first strip. Right. But now she exists, and we've always known about her, and now now we've created a, a, a sense of drama by shifting something. Absolutely. Whereas if she'd been around for years and suddenly did it, it would have had some real emotional impact. So, <laughs> so what I'm saying is that we're totally qualified to go write for TV now. And then there's this woman on 39 who's, like, looking for the bad books. I Somebody just told me a story. This is the funniest story. <laughs> this is this is absolutely based on a real thing. I remember this. Somebody's talking about this. Well, somebody but, told they, me. but they kept saying, I'm looking for bad books, but they wouldn't go into detail. And <laughs> well, So, so, so I, the, the story I heard was uh, recent, actually. And, um, this guy, this guy sent it in and he said that, uh, a lady came in and, and she was looking for romance novels and, uh, he showed her where the romance section was and she said, no, 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 I don't want like, you know, Jim falls in love with Jan over the course of two weeks. Mm-hmm. I want more like Jim, 
you know, does it to, to Jan for like yep. 12 hours. Yeah. That's not as romantic as. And he goes, Oh, he goes, okay, well, let me show you where those books are. And he, he walked, he tried to walk her to the other section. And as he was walking her over there, she reached over and rubbed his tummy. And said, <laughs> said, oh, you're chubby. I like that. <laughs> and he just walked away. Wow. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> Meanwhile, some of our chubby librarian listeners are like, where can I find your number? <laughs> not, not I, I don't think he was interested either. <clears throat> I like that she calls him kitten. That's, that's a bit of a red flag right there. Um, I actually distinctly remember the middle strip of page 40 trying to cram in all those people and all the things they're saying, and that was hard. I want credit for it now. We've got them all in there. They're not necessarily all to scale, however, as I, as I look at it. But, you know, you can't get everything. Merv is never to scale, man. It's all good. They're actually pretty, pretty close to scale, I would say. It's close. Um, except for that woman is very tiny. Yeah. 41. She's just a tiny woman. 41. Oh, here's the lady with the list. You made the list. You made the list. You made the list, pal. I'm sure this was based on somebody <laughs> I ran across. <laughs> the list. I'm on the list. Hey, everybody, I made a list. Uh, is it is it top ten librarians of all time? <laughs> I hope so. Uh, uh, 42. I, I was just told a story like this, too. Um, I was just I was just remarking that we did a whole bathroom sequence and it wasn't even your birthday. It wasn't my birthday. This, yeah. was just, this was a bonus bathroom sequence. Now somebody told you me, know it's a bathroom because you can see the the, the uh, tiles. Somebody told me a story about about having to look in a ba- in a bathroom stall where he was sure that the guy in the stall who wasn't answering the repeated banging mm-hmm. on the on the stall was dead. Mm-hmm. And he's like he was like I don't want to look. I don't want to look because I know he's going to be dead. I don't want to look. And he looked over and the guy, somehow he knew the guy was sleeping. So they called the police mm. and the police had to figure out how to open the stall. Mm-hmm. I'm like, did you have to crawl under? He was like, no, no, I didn't crawl. <laughs> I was like, good. I got to send this to him. I'm going to send him a link to this, <laughs> this sequence. You got to figure out what it is. It, uh, it is kind of a weird ending though. It is. I like it though. Okay. It's beautiful. I'm going to leave my bookmark in that one. Okay. All right. Page. 45 for me. Okay. Uh, this is a woman who is placing books on the shelves. Oh, yeah. This was, this was uh, a weird thing we, we ended, that ended up coming out of our How to Ban a Books. I think so, too, yeah. yeah. Of how to disrupt things. Yeah. Getting, you, you can kind of disrupt the system. Putting books you like on the shelf. Right. Although we didn't recommend this way. No. But maybe we were going to. Uh, but she does end up saying they're the world of ideas. Which is which is one of the one of the themes of our Bannerbox talk. But I don't want to live in your world. Nice. Um. Oh, here's here's the thing on uh, forty six and forty seven. This guy who wants the library to stay open super late. I feel like I feel like the libraries um, where I've worked have always really responded to like one person having a very firm, very specific opinion uh-huh. in like too big a way. Yeah, it's um, it's sort of the squeaky wheel gets the grease thing. Like they want to be responsive, but they're they're not really getting a lot of input. There's not but, a lot of data. But there's like there's like there's like there's like a moment where. Suddenly everything is calm because mm-hmm. the policy hasn't been changed for a while. And if you can just time that just right as the crank, <laughs> you can you can like you can get the library to, to is do it. Is it like everybody knows the change is coming and you can be that change? Well it's not that change is coming, it's just that it's it's that everything has been calm for a while. I think I think the people in the library don't realize it's that moment. Uh, but but like things have things are kind of like evened out, right? They're a little boring. I wonder if it's that when things are changing rapidly, the resistance to change is high, but but now things have been calm for a while and so someone's got to complain. Okay. I guess we could. Well it's not just that it's not just that resistance is high, it's that you can't throw something else in there. You're still mm, trying to change I more, see. right? I see. But then when when, when it hasn't been changed for a while, it's suddenly like too calm, right? It's, if there's too many squeaky wheels, then, right. then another one's not going to get me. Well, make, making a change like extending the hours to like midnight or say 1 a.m. would really, really get a lot of attention too from the local press, right? right. So, yeah. 
All right. So uh, page 48, I stared at the top one. Um, is this the library? The question time. And I, I stared at it for a while wondering whether the right timing was to have, was to have it start uh, with Dinah saying yes. And I, I think I ended with, with it's, still, it's still the right timing. It's just sort of, it's so flat and wonderful. Like, to me, that's the funniest part of it. Yes. Yeah. Especially because in question time, like, the way people are answering is almost always not, a, not an expected thing. And just to have Dinah answered yes. literally is, is so perfect for her. And there's this woman, young woman, who um, is going to become a librarian. But she's, she, can't, she can't get up for the interview in some weird way. She's just like, she just wants a library job. She's being far too honest. It's kind of like Dinah's counterpart with an MLS, right? Well, and I think more than anything, she wants a job. She wants a job, right? Like, it's not clear that she wants to be a librarian. And so, and so that's why whenever everybody's talking about what they do, she'll, she'd be like, okay, I'll do that. That's a job. Like, it's not, it's not really her calling. Right, right. But, but maybe she's competent, maybe she's not. But she's just clear that she, need, she wants a job. And that's exactly the wrong thing to say to the librarian. Yeah, or, right? or almost anyone in any circumstance. Like, that's just, it's, it's honest and I appreciate it. But someone coming to you and say, well, you know, why are you interviewing me here today? Well, I need a job. Right. Well, yeah, but but instead you have to blow so much smoke know, up the library's the ass other, well, about why and, and anywhere. Well, and I sort of like I sort of hate that that neither of those is the right answer to it. Hmm. Yeah, like I think I could bring a lot to you. Like, would mm-hmm. be a better answer than like. Well, I've always wanted to be a systems administrator for a small regional tax authority. <laughs> right. It's just been a dream of mine. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I often dress up in the, in the costume at night uh-huh. when I'm alone. I have, I have the uniform. Yeah, I have the closet. uniform. Yeah, well, I have several. I have fake name tags. <laughs> uh, there's some more complaints about who's buying this crap. Dewey's grandma. And then we're on uh, 52. Oh, the power's out. And nobody will take... So this is a little uh, This is a little uh, foreshadowing. Oh, yeah, the power out. Turns out, yep. But I love it. Like, like I love the middle one. With the, the middle the, one is the fantastic. One. Yeah, the power is out. The power is out. Irritated that she's giving, he's giving the same answer again and again and again. <sighs> yes. Also, here's a total bill line. She says, why is the power out in the library? And Dewey says, events transpired with resultant consequences. Like, the more syllables, the more likely I wrote that. Exactly. Bottom 53, um, I really like. Uh, this guy is looking for a book. Uh, so this is your rant, and I want you to explain it now, because I still don't quite understand it. What, what, was the, what was Dewey's line at the local bookstore? You'll find an exhaustive selection of mystery novels fe- featuring blind dentists who solve crimes. I want you to do this rant right now on the podcast so people can understand your point of view. I don't remember about that. But I, but, <laughs> Good, because I don't but, 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 like, so there's a lot of bookstores um, that, that they stock things that are – I mean, I remember where this came from. There are a lot of bookstores that stock things that are very specific to their taste, right? Mm-hmm. And that seems okay to me, but you end up like with too many highbrow kind of things in that bookstore. And the mm. things that are lowbrow, obviously lowbrow in the bookstore, are kind of there with a, a wink, mm. right? Like, hey, isn't this cool? We have a few lowbrow things here. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink, wink. And I was in uh, – I saw the reverse of this at the airport bookstore in um, Heathrow. Okay. At Heathrow Terminal 5, there's a W.H. Smith and there's – Just all lowbrow. literally – no, it's all the bestsellers. Uh-huh. Right? So it's like you know, 1 to 40 on the fiction and the nonfiction. And then they have a bookshelf which is like Wuthering Heights, like it's the classics. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was in. I was. And in, that wasn't. And that's not ironic. In fact, I kind of liked the idea of it. 
I was in BL because the book because the bestseller list, of course, was all trash. My, my favorite bookstore in Seattle these days is BLMF Books in Pike Place, which is like down a couple lower levels. It's the best bookstore in Seattle. Okay, it's it, but it's got piles of books everywhere, and there's there's a guy who runs it and owns it who's fantastic, and his taste and my tastes kind of uh, coincide on some graphic novels and uh, noir mysteries. But but the interesting thing is like. I had somebody come in and uh, they were. Compl- I was there while somebody came in and they were complaining to him about him having something. And he was like, he said literally, if I only had books that I liked, I wouldn't still be in business. And I thought, oh, that's like so good, right? Well, and I think the other thing is that um, in the old days, like the bookstore is where you went to get any book, but now there's Amazon. And so you, you kind of have to assume that broadly the people are getting broad books or getting them from Amazon. And so what are you doing differently? Well, what, what are you doing differently? But also like, I mean, like, like, like the irritating thing to me is that there's not really a huge diversity of what's available in bookstores anymore. Mm. Right. There, there's that thing. And there's also the thing where there's not enough space in any bookstore to have even a representative selection of everything. Cause there's just too many books coming out. Right. So, and I don't know. I mean, like, like, I think when there was more bookstores, it was easier. In summation, this was just a random rant, a passing thought. It left your brain. You don't even know what you were talking about. Well, I don't know what the middle panel was, but I remember, okay. like, like highbrow and obscure. Okay. Like, 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 I remember that. Like, that's much easier to find than, like, you know, I mean, I want to I wanna open Gene's lowbrow bookstore. Like, lowbrow books, right? I mean, just... Trash. Well... <laughs> just trash. It's something. all John Grisham. That's all it is. <laughs> something, man. I mean, like, it would just, just be so fun. And I think, I think some places are... I mean, even the used bookstores now are not you used to see like these just trash used bookstores, right? Where, uh, but now they just take anything they can get because so few people are buying books and kind of turning them in. I don't know. I like the top of page fifty-four where Tamara is giving extremely mixed signals about e-readers. E-readers are mixed, right? They are. They yeah. totally are. Yeah. Are, are they? Are they? Uh, are they, I mean, e do save trees, but only if you use them on the computer that you normally use. Mm-hmm. If you're buying a new device, you really <laughs> you really screwing the environment. But not trees. Not trees. Except the trees might die because of all the heavy metals and toxic plastics. On 54, the bottom, I love I love Dinah helping this guy who, like, there, oh, there is a copy in the library, but you can't check it out. It's on hold for somebody else. But she lets him take a look at it on 55. I'm pretty sure it's a gal, but that's all right. It could go either way. I'm not, I don't mean it a gal? We don't need to be gender normative here. Yeah. Oh, it is a gal. Yeah. It's, it's, or it's a guy with boobs. It could be either way. Well, it's very subtle what you did there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you say so. All right. 56. Um, I don't like what we did at the bottom of 55 uh, with uh, Dinah. Let's see. Mel says you need to follow the spirit of the rules, and Dinah says, you mean ghosts? Should I hold a seances to figure out? Like, that's, we've established that Dinah has trouble with figurative language, but he or she's being all ironic again. So once in a while we stray. We are imperfect. We are flawed. I understand. We are human. 56. This is, I can't remember. Dude, was doing some videos. This is the this is the readout videos. This is a, oh, yeah. Some band books week thing. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to have uh, my, my then very small child read read uh, a passage from, I think it was a David Levithan book, where it's just it's just four-letter F-bombs over and over and over again for like 100 words. Mm-hmm. I just wanted her. N- nothing she hadn't already heard at home. No, she wouldn't. And she wouldn't read it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't incentivize her. <laughs> I was so disappointed. There's not enough candy in the world. I just wanted her to be on YouTube going... I thought that would have been the funniest thing in the world. She wasn't up for it. I think she could see the gleam in my eye. Uh, Okay. Oh, and 58, top of 58. I really like this. I really like this guy. He he, he has ordered all the thick books. He's gone for a record amount of shelf space Uh all at the same time. 
That's and, great. And, and, I, and I like that when Dewey says, well, it'll take you out, you stop. He immediately knows what he wants. He wants a certificate of achievement. That's right. And, and then we ran with that, and then everybody gets a certificate. Everybody wants, everybody wants to know what they are. And it's like, it's kind of all the uh, things you would call these people, right? Uh-huh. And then 59, the guy uh, Honestly, this feels completely realistic. Yeah, totally. Like, people would be like, what do I get? On 59, the guy who's uh, so rude that Dewey just won't acknowledge him. Yes. Well, he's, he's, he's not even, I mean, he's rude, but like, he's just literally standing right behind Dewey. I mean, I guess it's, it's not just the rudeness because Dewey, Dewey deals with lots of rudeness, but he's, he's violating a very sort of normal protocol. Yeah. Like you don't stand behind someone and expect to get their attention and, and therefore <sighs> Dewey's just going to ignore. And that's what, that's what happened over and over again. To yeah. Me. So yeah, it's just, it's so insane to have people like talking to the back of your head before you turn around <laughs> and acknowledge them. And then they expect you to have processed whatever they were saying. And it's like, uh, no. And then I think what happened is you slowly turn around and instead of eyes, you just have teeth. <laughs> is that from Lucifer from, by Mike Carey? Uh, well, it's originally from Sandman. Well, I guess. What was the Corinthian? The Corinthian. Oh, yes. nice. Listen to you. Yep. Good, good. All right. Uh, 62, 63, we have the guy who's uh, he's looking for the information to, to co- like the, the answer to coincide with the, the answer he wants. Uh-huh. I like that. I like I like the bottom of sixty three. That's probably my favorite of that. You when he said you could handle the truth, handle the truth. I just like the, <laughs> I like the Jack Nicholson callback. That's nice. Conference tips sixty. You have one on sixty four. I don't have one on sixty four that I like. Um, we we actually just dealt with this at the bottom page sixty five, mm-hmm. uh, where we were in the Bozeman, Montana airport. I know the rule now. Do you know the rule? It has to be like hard to the touch. No, no. If it's spreadable, it can't go with your carry on. That's what no. I Spreadable. Spreadable, yeah. So, so we travel with cheese all the time. Like when we travel as a family, it's just one of those things our family eats. And we got some... Cheese eaters. We got some like, I don't know, expensive goat cheese, brie, and the Whole Foods or whatever. And <laughs> a natural thing in, in Bozeman. And, and, and something we've traveled with... First world problems, Bill. Something we've traveled with in major airports all the time. And then we got to the Bozeman airport. And, and then, like, they'd never seen this before. What is this thing? We're like, it's cheese. And I'm like, that's not cheese. Cheese comes in a can. I'm exaggerating now, and I'm, I'm, I'm being mean to the, the wonderful people of Bozeman, Montana. There's actually a picture of Montana there on my laptop. Uh, but, yeah, so we had to deal with this. It's so, incredible. So what happened? Did you get on the plane with the cheese? No, we had to dump it. You, you, didn't, you didn't eat it right there in line? <laughs> you didn't have a little picnic? Um... <laughs> We weren't hungry then. We were hungry later, and we did not. were not able to eat the cheese because oh, we had had to get rid of it. So sad. Um, and the end of the story is that um, our flight was at five thirty, and that was the last flight out of Bozeman. Like the whole airport was was open for one flight that afternoon. It was our flight. <laughs> it was off. It was the off season. Top of sixty five. I remember the lady with the tabs in her um, in her schedule for the conference. Mystifying to me. Obviously, the first time. Oh, like went work. through the the had, not called a catalog, the program had gone through the entire program and, and put, put colored put colored place markers. Well, really, if you're going to see that, you're going to see it at the library conference. Oh my god! <laughs> like, uh, I like the top of sixty six. I find this myself. If somebody else wants the book I have, it makes me want to read it even more. <laughs> like if you're if you're in library yep. mar- if you're in library marketing, I may be just about ready to throw that out. But if you can have somebody come up and try to take it from me, yeah, um, that's the next thing I'll read. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. And I really like the middle of 67 as well. My tie's up here. That's a good one. Okay. All right. My favorite version of that joke I ever had was, um, I don't think you were there. Was that a, a, in Chicago? We went to the Random House party 
and there was a guy on stilts. There was like a circus theme, and there was a guy on stilts walking around. And and I just I, I kept telling him he just needed to go to people and say, "Hey, my eyes are up here." Because he was, <laughs> that's pretty good. Which I thought was funny. But that's pretty good. Sound impressive. All right, now we're done with the first half of this book. All right, thanks for tuning in. We're going to um, open up the sake. Maybe no. I'm going to try to talk no, you into it. Not yet. All right. Uh, I just wanted to say I'm using my new MacBook Pro with the touch bar, and so instead of clicking like an animal with the mouse, I was just able to <laughs> like, tap. An, like an animal. <laughs> I was just. <laughs> Is that <laughs> like you savages? <laughs> I was able to tap on a small OLED screen, a tiny wide screen, and that, and now that same tiny little screen, which replaced those those primitive function keys, now is showing me the current timing. Yeah, it's funny. So it's a new world. Those primitive function keys are still working for me somehow. I don't I don't know what it is. That's just because you don't know better. Do you have AirPods yet? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, AirPods are the best. No, I love them actually. No, no, they do look like. Really ugly earrings. I will, I, I will say that. I, I I lose that in a heartbeat. I have come pretty close, but the new now in the new iOS, you have a little um, app where it'll where it'll tell you the last place you used them, and it'll even like if, if they're just sort of out and sitting around, it'll play a high pitched noise so you can. Oh my god! But no, I actually really like it, and there's lots of situations where I've been I've been grateful not to have the wires. So I don't know. I know Apple likes to sell us stuff, but they do actually make my life better. And That's good nice. That's fun. I also do own Apple stock. Just want, I just wanted to be clear that this is an endorsement that I benefit from. All right. All right. We're doing, uh, what would do we do at BEA? What would do we do at BEA? Page 68. Um, I'm looking at my ebook here, and I realized that uh, the, it's got the wrong font. It's got the wrong font? What do you mean in the ebook? Because the, we used a very specific font for the lettering, mm-hmm. and um, the, way it, the way it landed on the EPUB is wrong. Interesting. Because I didn't include the font. Oh, well. Okay. So we, we told the story here in the introduction, but let's tell it again, which is that um, we, we worked this thing out with, with BEA. They asked us, would we do a comic about BEA? And we're like, well, we've never really been to BEA, but sure, why not? Why, why, why would we let that stop us? Um, and so you I actually... I been there one year. No, you had never been. And so you gathered um, a bunch of people. You gathered a little, a little advisory committee mm-hmm. and who would be, of, of fellow librarians who had been. And uh, they told you stories, and we basically pulled those all in and, and then added a lot of madness because there's a lot of madness in this. Yeah, this is back when, like, I mean, I remember on page 70, the Wizards of the Coast booth was basically a castle. Remember that for a while? At ALA? And yeah, yeah, I do remember that. I mean, it was, it was, it was just... So this, this BEA thing actually resulted in some unshelved continuity that, that remained with us all the way to the end. Who was that guy I interviewed at... at uh, remember, it was in Los Angeles. It was at the Wizards of the Coast booth. yeah. Uh, yeah, I do remember it. Uh, Salvatore. R.A. Salvatore. Yes. Yeah. 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 Between he was us. a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Totally cool. I mean, yeah. like and just a great guy to talk to about writing. It was him and his son. And yeah, but this is, this is essentially the character we're talking about. Like here, here, that character is named Raphael Marinara. No, no, no. What, what's so funny is like, I, I mean, I've read some of his books, but that, yep. this was not based on him. He just kind of came into our lives. I think well, I as, that's re- as a result of this, I like I, I, I was not, I was thinking more of like, Kind of the 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 workman like people who did like all of the licensed fantasy novels, which he is one of those people, but yeah. he also does his original stuff too. Yeah, yeah. People like Timothy Zahn and uh, Kevin Anderson who've done things like yeah. that, right? I mean, like who's who's two people you can't tell apart? <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> no, but 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 whose work I really respect, right? Yeah. But who and like uh, Steve Perry, um, I know Robert Sheckley did a few licensed books for a while, uh, and and um, I really like reading those things because they're just like they're work done for hire but you can actually see like a, yeah, this a writer just put stuff putting stuff into them so so what I what I the couple things I truly love from this was was here on page um, 70 was was this the title of this book which is which is the most beautiful thing it's the crossover of two different fantasy epics 
okay. that intersect. And then I assume keep on going in other directions. I don't know. I don't know. But I love this idea. And it's, I'll just read it aloud because it's the best. Discord's Apprentice, Volume 4, Citadel of Destiny's Bane, and Codex of the Ancients, Volume 14, Fall of the Fairy Realm by Raphael Marinera. <laughs> it's a crossover. <sighs> it's the ultimate crossover fantasy epic. Well, and then 71, we're kind of making fun of... Um what was it? Oh, Alora's Cave. The, the oh yeah yeah yeah. The the, the fantasy. No, the softcore porn. The, or the erotica publisher uh-huh. who, who would bring like just all these models, mostly yeah. male models. Basically, the cover models from their books. Oh yeah, yeah, just just hunky. And they had a they had a Winnebago uh-huh. on the floor of BEA for a while. Yeah, and it's like so they've got this they've got this motorhome and and it's called Alora's Cave. So it's pretty much is a cave as you walk in and and like I could never walk in. No, I could like, never. It's just either. a little too creepy. Yeah, and I'm sure it was just fine. Well, like, I, don't think, I doubt there's any bodily. Fluid I was never invited in. That, yeah. that was my. That was my. So, issue. but I do love. I do love the fact that this is this is like a, a Revolutionary War themed erotica, and we they got that Paul Revere's Midnight Ride That's and right. Paul Richard's Almanac of Love. <laughs> it builds upon themes of my first novel, Early to Bed. <laughs> uh, and then, and then on uh, seventy three, I just remember the pain of finding. Um, people who like there was nobody in line to have a have them sign a book oh. there really is nothing there's nothing more painful in my heart than the authors there for signing and nobody's interested and you in walk them. by and you just try not to meet their eyes because you're not stopping either and it's actually two differently but equally painful versions of it there's the obscure author with no one there and that's kind of painful because yeah. they're just starting out and why should anyone be there right really but it's still painful and then there's the actual kind of famous author and there's no one there and oh. that's different because i'm embarrassed for them well, I, and, and I, I know exactly who this was, and I, I will not utter his name, but a famous graphic novelist was mm. there, a uh, relatively small publisher. And, and sometimes, quite, like, the publicity wasn't there. He hadn't quite caught on to graphic novels, and nobody knew who he was. Yeah. And and I went up, and I was so excited to see him. There was nobody else in line. And yeah. I just ran up, and I'm like, I'm a huge fan of, yeah. of your series and everything you've ever done. And I talked about it a little bit. And he just grimaced. And just like chomped down on his molars and just signed in the most rude way possible. And I just have not been able to read his stuff. Since Which then. is so weird. It's just, it was, it was so strange. His publisher was trying to be like, hi, how are you? So nice to meet you. Oh, like you're maybe at that point he was just so drunk. Maybe he'd just been doing shots. And he was just pissed, man. Yeah. He was just, he was just unapologetic. Don't take it personally, man. Oh no, I did. <laughs> Cause that's, that's what I do. Um, so the other thing about this one is, um, we actually built in a, a kind of a beautiful little arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, which I don't want to, I don't want to spoil, but we do, we do a really nice thing of introducing various elements, and it all comes together at the end. And I was, I was very pleased with us at that. Yeah, I liked it. Um, oh, okay. And then here's another thing, which we actually comes back um, in here on uh, page seventy seven, which is "Flame of Passions, Flame" by Rebecca Lovespoon. <laughs> And earlier, earlier in this, we, we we passed by it, but actually, somebody's looking for the sequel of it. Oh, which is um, it was uh, uh, oh, now I can't remember. I'll have to go back and look. Love Spoon. That's that's a that's a good Rebecca Love Spoon. Uh, that's yeah. a good new uh, new pen name for me. Anyway, I, I think this was based like there's there's a story. I don't know if he based it on that or if I heard it afterwards. Where Louis Trondheim, the car, the French cartoonist, my favorite cartoonist, yep. when he uh, was signing a particular volume of the Dungeon series. He would uh, draw a picture on it, and then he would light it on fire and close the book, <laughs> so that it looked like it was burned. Right? Yeah, very spectacular. <laughs> I guess he just kept doing this at uh, at Angoulême, wherever else he was signing books. Uh, yeah. So here we are, page eighty, and it's just a very satisfying ending to the whole thing. Yep. And that was this was. Uh, I'll tell the truth about this book. I remember I was in New York City, um, doing my doing one of my my uh, biannual uh, advertising sales trips, and I was putting this book together in my copious spare time and it became clear that the timing of the book was weird and we didn't have enough content 
but we kind of needed to get the book out. And we're like, we're talking well, about Bibliophores. Yeah, I'm talking about Bibliophores. Um, and so you and I, you and I were having a. I don't know if you can remember that this ever happened, but we used to have arguments about things. I don't. I don't know what you mean. Okay, uh, I might be remembering it wrong. It's all candy. And um, and so we were arguing about it, and, and you were arguing for wanting to put unshelved book clubs in there, and I and and there was just sort of this thing, and the, and the the answer was to put in what would do we do at BEA, which was a piece of content we had made quite a while ago, but never really used, and it never it never been in print. It's nice. And there's this nice thing we did for uh, uh, Josh Elder. Do a secret origin. Josh Elder, who claims he's going to live forever. Did well, you ever heard Josh Elder's speech about how um, he's unkillable? No. <laughs> if you ever see him, ask him, ask him about immortality. This is one of those things, though, that he can't get wrong. Like, like either he does outlive us um, or he doesn't. But, you know, if, if he doesn't, he, he's not going to get to – no, he's not going to – like, he doesn't have to hear us um, tell him otherwise. Well, he's convinced that he's going to live long enough to be digitized. Okay. It's his, cool. des- it's his destiny based on all the things he's survived thus far. I'm all for it. I do love in um, page 83. The bottom? Uh, no, actually, it's well, it's that too. Uh, but it's it's Dewey, Dewey versus the mean librarian, mm-hmm. where she's getting older and older, and he's getting he's, he's maturing and becoming an adult. And at the end it says, local librarian finally checks out. <laughs> See, I, and then it says, I don't know why this, but it says body dead. <laughs> like maybe she's not brain dead. I don't know. I like I like two things. I like I like on page eighty two. I love the the Power Girl. <laughs> well, yes. The one complaining about Power Girl wearing the same outfit. That's brilliant. <laughs> I don't know if that was if that was us or if that was you. But I love I love on the bottom of eighty three as well. The yep. Secret Origin of Comics. Yes, that's great. That's that's you and me in action. It's very fun. All right, and then we went uh, full color. We did. Why did we go full color? I have no idea. We wanted to make the books more expensive to produce. Uh, <laughs> no, I also wanted to make the strips take longer to, to create. To draw? Yeah. No, I, at some point the strip um, visually was just feeling like... I, I mean, at the time when I started doing it, actually it was pretty common to have strips be just black and white online. And I don't know why, because it's not like they were. It's not like online was black and white. Um, but it, I looked around for a while and I'm like, all the other strips I read are really nice looking and ours is kind of like blah. So this is part of it, and actually, I actually don't look back. I, I really like the. Yeah, I, I didn't have that because I still liked uh, newspaper comics when I read comics. I, I agree, I agree, but I still like it, and, and there are things I like about it. And there's, I, I, you can see it in the book too. The, the the shaded background was actually a piece of paper that I digitized, and oh, I'm still happy about it. I like Next the, up, holograms. It says. I like that the first one was uh, the angry lady. Yep. Good enough. Yep. All right, eighty-five, nothing. Eighty-six. Actually, I don't have any comments for the rest of the thing. So this time we did not read through the books ahead of time, so we're winging it. We're winging it. We're just going to read them here. Let's just re- sit and read them quietly for the next half hour. <laughs> well, eighty-six. Eighty-six is about all the people I I would see when I was doing training sessions uh, that would be knitting or crocheting while I was talking. Yeah, which is incredibly distracting. And I know a lot of people too who um, show up at events with various bits of fabric that they're creating. And I, I personally don't have anything against it, but it is so distracting. <laughs> it is so awfully distracting. He says, I'm playing, uh, Mel says, what are you doing? He says, I'm playing with action figures. Buddy is building a Lego guillotine and tomorrow is making an oil painting of a basket of kittens. <laughs> you are adult and a professional setting. Your hands do not have to be in constant motion. Uh, <laughs> they invited me to participate, but I lack the requisite whimsy. Yes. <laughs> That's nice. That's a nice, that's a nice line. No, but it, but it's like 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 where where does that line end? It, it like I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, like I sit there and draw and stuff sometimes, just doodle, yep. like kind of free associate. But 
that that seems like acceptable because I have paper in my well, hand. Well, I think I mean I think part of this is this this neurological thing. Some people just agitate and they need something to do. And like I, I gave my son a um, one of these multi tools for for Christmas, mm-hmm. and he spends all of his time kind of doing these amazing essentially knife tricks with it as he's swinging it around and stuff. <laughs> that doesn't sound safe. Well, the knife's not out. Okay. He's like he's like doing that thing in Alien where they're like yeah exactly exactly I don't know all right yeah he didn't need all those fingers. Uh, page 88. Yes. Oh, this one's mad about the book her son picked as a prize. Well, so this is, this is based on the true story of the thing that happened in a library that used to work at somebody, somebody who was warned. It happened happened to somebody, it happened to somebody somebody else, somebody I know who warned the parent that the book that, that their kid was choosing may not have been appropriate for the kid. Right. Exactly like this, right? Yeah, yeah. Dewey said, why didn't you warn me? I said, this book will totally freak you out. <laughs> <laughs> it did not go well. The librarian was not uh, in trouble, per se, but I I actually believe that the library paid a settlement for that. Yeah, yeah. that's what Secretly. I remember. Yeah, that's what I remember being told. Yeah. Does this book suck, or is it just me? I don't think we should rule out both. That's 89. That's good. Yeah. All right, 90. But up bum this is that that desperate hint that uh, when you walk in late, you have to give the hint like, "Hey, you're gonna have to leave real soon." Yep. And there's no subtle way to do it. There's no way to be friendly about it. But I like that Dewey brings in uh, Kathy and Trillian. It's not clear that he brings them in. I think I think she is legitimately annoyed that, like she says here, you make him work past closing every night. So this is an ongoing problem. She's she's taking matters into her own hands. Mm. Actually, I don't think Dewey would ever bring Kathy in. I think Kathy is self motivated in these respects. So now on page um, page ninety one, I'm gonna try to do a trick and zoom in and see if I can read the text because I oh. can zoom in. Can you? It says I'm looking for a book on. Now I can't even say what it said. Read what it says. I'm looking for a book on something. No, that's all I've got. Is I'm looking for a book on something. This is an iPad Pro fail. Uh, no, it's it's just the, I had to when I when I did these things. The resolution did have a limit, so it's a me fail. It's it's the author of your ebook. Uh, uh, printing software. I, I can't remember what the story was that somebody told me that that inspired this one. But like somebody was like really being quiet and shy about whatever they were asking for. Yeah, and they just assumed it was something bad, or that they would be embarrassed about. And that turned out to be, to be something they should have been embarrassed about: breakdancing. Um, we got the bottom of page uh, ninety-one. We got a little bit of blowback from some um, trans people about this one because. Uh, because they thought we were making some... Well, it was, it's a bit of a confusing strip, to be completely honest. So either Dewey's, being, either Dewey's being sarcastic when he says, I have some books that could clear this right up, or he's actually trying to help someone um, answer the question of their gender identity. I am myself not even sure what the answer is. Yeah, me either. This is the silence as we we're looking for strips. <laughs> it is 92. <laughs> still still trying to close the library. There's a computer problem guy. You don't have to read them all. It's okay. I, no, I like the top of 93. I think that captures it. The library tip 109. Yep. Take all the time you need. That's fine. Whatever. We'd much rather watch you look at the yeah, library. That's, that's cool. So here, uh, and this was, this is, this is the wonderful part about pulling, putting what would do a, what would do we do a BEA in this is we got to, we got to, it was good timing because this, this book actually contains two references, two callbacks to it. 
And here's the second one. <laughs> first which is Raphael Marinari's first foray into white literature, <laughs> Lords of Puberty. See what I like is see what I like about not having gone through this beforehand is I forgot about that. Yeah, no, me this too. Is, this me is great. Too. Oh, Lords of Puberty. Yeah, that's still a book that should be written. It is. And there's all this security, this intense security around Dewey getting this this copy of it. So, so we, I mean, you still are in the world of getting um, preview copies of books. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have you ever experienced somebody basically saying like you can't talk about this or this is a once in a while, once in a while, a box arrives that says, don't open until this date. So, of course, you just want to open it before that, right? Well, I've never not opened a box because of that. Well, I've, uh, I've thrown them under a table and not opened them for three more weeks. <laughs> well, that was, that was – you're a better person than I am. I'm well, not, no, it's a, little, it's a little aggressive the other way because I'm like, why would you – like, that's idiotic. That's an idiotic level of marketing that I'm mm-hmm. not going to rise to. So it's, gonna, it's, a, it's a fail for you. I see. Um, um, here uh, in, in, this, in this sequence is a couple of times our little – our little funny thing, which is in Malville, everything served, everything except the library serves two functions. <laughs> it's Malville security and donuts, and later on the clock is Malville clocks and marital aids. Nice. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. It's it's a it's a nice little that's a nice little end of the, the sequence there. I like it. The yeah, is the book any good now? <laughs> then then some of the the weirdness libraries uh, we're dealing with ebooks for yeah, a while. Yeah, this was. Um, I want to say it was Penguin. Someone, Norton, someone wasn't, someone big, um, just went cold turkey and and didn't make eBooks available to libraries. I think it was McMillan for a long time, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I remember. But it was, it was a big deal. It was a major, it was a major publisher and there was just a bunch of books for a while you couldn't get. Right. Um, they were just refusing to let libraries like ruin their market basically. Yeah. Which was weird because it was kind of during the economic slowdown, right? And it was like libraries had money, but nobody else really had money, and nobody was really spending money. Yeah, but the negotiations had hit a rock, and, and nobody knew how to think about it. Yeah. And so they just decided not to go forward. I think they all just finally gave in. Like, I don't even hear about this kind of stuff anymore, but I don't... No, like I said, things have kind of stabilized. But I don't know if it's... I, I don't know where they stabilized. Like, like remember there was that weird thing where some of the publishers would only allow, like, 26 circulations where we had to rebuy the book at some discounted mm-hmm. rate, and... I don't know if that's still the case. I don't yeah. know what the... They were, all, they were all trying to kind of balance the new thing against the old business model. Yeah. And I don't... Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to check in with people and see where that... Lands. I think they've given up now and realized that, like, you know, all this stuff is online anyway, and pe- if people are willing to pay for it, you should probably take their money. Like, is that kind of where it ended up? And, and people were charging, like, a lot of extra cash for some of the ebooks too, right? Like, some people were charging, like, like triple the cover price. That was one of the other things. Yeah. It was just bizarre. Then there's us giving away our ebooks to libraries. Uh, not that not that many have taken us up on it. Yeah, that's true. That's more that more of a distribution problem. But if you want them, I'll just it's it's just worth saying that right now. Contact us because we still are willing to give you our ebooks. Yep, through volume through volume eleven anyway. Yep, you you can put them into your catalog and search them. As yep. long volume as you, twelve thousand dollars. That's right, and, and a digital copy. But volume eleven, you can you can up through volume eleven, you can have for your uh, your ebook collection as long as people need to use a uh, library card to check them out from your website. All right. Yep. If you're a library, not if you're a person. If you're a person, no. So on page 98, Dinah is now clashing with Mel again. Um, Mel says, let's talk about your attitude. And Dinah's dealing with the customer and says, sir, would you prefer feigned exuberance or efficient service? <laughs> Smiling gives me cramps in my thighs. I like that. Nice. I've seen her try. Sent me right to the bookstore. Oh, nice. Yeah, Dinah was great. And her, her Burberry uh, outfit there. It's just plaid. Burberry. It's it's it kind of is. I never realized that before. Yeah. I really just took. I don't know where I even got that plaid. There, there's 
a lot of the a lot of the random um, patterns and colors and stuff just come from public domain uh, kind of artist websites, mm-hmm. and so that's one of them. You're right; it is kind of Burberry. I didn't I didn't mean for it to be quite so classy. <laughs> I like on a hundred. Like we decided to change the signage. The signage is always this ongoing problem in the library. Mm-hmm. It fo- comes into focus, comes out of focus. Uh, we're gonna make it like street signs. I like that. So ridiculous. Then we have traffic reports. Mm-hmm. It's a metaphor for finding books. There's a three-patron pileup on computer cul-de-sac. It's causing slowdowns all the way down to Biography Boulevard. I kind of want to go to a library with these signs. <sighs> Not me. <laughs> and this top of page, top of page 101 is so funny to me, and it is really just, every time Mel says something, do we do it as a whistle. Yeah. And it's just really funny. I, I like that kind of slapstick. I think it's probably inspired by, uh, my daughter was, uh, she was a crossing guard about this time. At school. It was not inspired it was, by it was, this. It was. It was. It was her. What time was it? Quick, without looking at the... Without looking at the... Uh, it was then. Frontispiece. It was then. Mm-hmm. Um, library, library tip 110. We actually put on one of our um, one of our backdrop posters once, and you didn't like it there. The cut to the chase one. On page 101. You couldn't understand why I put it there. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. It's funny. That's why I put it there. I like the I like the one hundred two the sequence where where the woman is like telling yeah. telling a secret like won't take no for an answer. Well, I have this experience once in a while, and and there, there's a class of people who like the way they feel better about something is by by oversharing to you something that's like it has nothing to do with you, but it, it's kind of a nasty thing you don't want to hear, mm-hmm. and, and it's it's relieved them like they've done their confession. <laughs> Listen, here's this crappy thing I did one time. <sighs> yep, I like the guy with the lack of verbal clarity on one hundred three. Yes. That's good. This looks like, looks like the kind of headache I'm underpaid to deal with. That's very nice. <laughs> so on the bottom of page 104 is, is, is this where I sign up my kid for library day camp? <laughs> That's a nice take on that one. It is. Um, that, that if you, if you go around, it sure looks like a, a day camp. Right. Yep. But the woman's laughing because she never had to fill out other forms. She yes. knew that was a lie. Yep. That's good. Um, so starting on page 106, mm-hmm. a piece of art we will reuse quite a bit over the next few years. Staff training? Staff training. Um, but I like it. And, and staff training became a thing we did. We did three or four, uh, over the next couple of books. Um, because that is the thing that happened. I really like the bottom of 106. I really like that, that strip. <laughs> that story when you learn from mistake. A woman grabbed my butt when I bent over to get her a biography. What was your lesson? Lift with your knees. <laughs> I like, like. I don't know why that's funny, but it's funny. I, I just like. There's a, there's a thing that libraries are so bad about interviews, you know. And they ask you these questions like, "Tell me, a, tell me about a situation where you learn from your mistakes." Yeah. <laughs> like, well, let me tell you. Um, one of actually, it turns out that is one of the. I actually saw a study about um, interviews and and things that are predictors of success, and that particular technique is one of the worst techniques. That one. Yes. The the tell me like tell me a story when something went like horribly wrong. What are your worst traits? No, well, I'm too detail oriented, young man. I work too hard. That's right. I work too hard. I'm told. I'm told that I'm over dedicated. There, there are not very many good signals on, on uh, interviews, and so everybody just has their own, you know, personal things. I think they were. We're going to look at the bottom of page uh, 107, which is a strip oh, that me. you did, and it's actually one of my favorite um, strips, just because of the way you drew it, which is you drew it on the glass cabinet fronts of yeah. your old house. Oh yeah, that is that is true. And so up until you sold the house last year, 
they were still sitting there and it was kind of fun to come over and we would record a bunch of these podcasts and I would see the, this art from this particular strip. Well, I did that and then I took a picture of it and then I, I this is, this is Mel after a debilitating bout of osteoporosis. (laughs) Hey, watch it. It's a little subtle though, because, because, uh, Dewey's happy birthday thing is, is, is in the books themselves, but I like it. And the two, the two is unobvious, but it's happy B day to me. No, I get it. I see I it. Yeah, yeah. You may have to zoom in on your iPad or whatever you do on that That's paper, exactly that archaic right. paper thing you do. 108. We're back to some library tips. Back to some library. Customer, customer always has the right of way. That's good. <laughs> Once in a while, you get some themes. <laughs> I, like, I like 108 on the bottom, too. Identify the problem. It's you. It's you. He's been gone a long time. Trust me, we're better off. Lower your voice. Keep it down. These are good things. All right. So page uh, one ten is we, we've had a, we've had a few of these, which is oh. this is Colleen mentoring Dinah. Colleen, Colleen says, "Let me give you some advice about dealing with people. Hang them out to dry. Throw them under the bus. Feed them to the lions. Literally, whenever possible." <laughs> I uh, I love that so much. I, I I have to say I was worried when. When we did this thing and we, we decided that Colleen was going to move on and we we're going to bring a new employee, um, and I, I think we managed it nicely. And my only regret is that Colleen didn't come back quite often enough. Yeah, I agree. Um, down there. Oh, actually, this is kind of fun on page 111, the, the before and after of the strip that I do in person. Oh, yeah. Um, this one was, I think, the first. Yeah, this is the first time we did it. I, I specifically oh, remember this. The first time this. we did, uh, like, see you in the funny pages? Yeah, so we actually... Um, we, we refined this and we took some of the pressure off because it was so painful. Uh, but the way we did it the very first time was we had people give us suggestions right there for strips. Oh, yeah. We'd given them some notice, but we didn't see them until then. So we arrived and basically little scraps of paper with stories. And you and I had to go through them. This is, I think we gave like we two talks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so after the first talk, we went through them. No, not, I don't think we went through them live, but we went through them together. We took them outside. Yeah. We took them outside. We decided what to draw. We wrote the strip. I did the pencil. Oh, was it that really nice conference center? Like right next to the beach. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, um, and then I, and that pencil sketch I did right there. Yeah, and then I took a picture of it, and we put it up on the. Um, and we decided we should probably do that ahead of time. Yes. <laughs> so, so henceforth. So uh, then, yeah. Now, now, if it happens, like uh, people send us stories ahead of time. Yeah, and I draw it ahead of time because that was a little too much pressure. But that was certainly the closest to a reality show I've ever been on. Like there was, there was a lot was of pressure that the, the clock was ticking. The clock, was and we ticking. had promised them we were going to have something to show. And then, like, yeah, we had like we had like an hour and a half, and it was during lunch, and then we had to uh, go reveal it. And did we? And I, and I think we did well. We gave the art to somebody, right? Yeah, probably. I think we. And then uh, now we're on to 112. Oh, and I, and I inked it with a marker and a brush pen right there. <laughs> Bless you. I don't think you did. No, I inked it with a marker and a brush pen right there. And we presented this version of the oh, staff and donated it. the original. Yeah, I inked it there. I didn't color it there. Oh, you inked it. And then, yeah, yeah. And then I took a photo of it and we took the photo. You know, I, I there were some that you hand colored for a while, though, I remember. I did. I yeah. still do that. I, yeah. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Here's the guy on 113 in the middle. Uh, nice bathroom strip, a little subtle. Guy asking if he can take the, the newspaper to the restroom with him, which is weird because most people wouldn't ask. They would just do it. Yep. I like it. He, he's then on top of 114 to find out Dewey is valuing manners over rules, which I think is great. <laughs> it I is nice, it. actually. Nice. Just like once in a while, you just got to go, you know what? If you're going to ask, absolutely. Yep. Uh, so Dewey then brings Trillian to the library explicitly. Uh, because this performance review is coming up. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and we use we use this strip in one of our talks, but uh, page one fifteen where screaming child. Yes, where Dewey says our patrons have taught me that a parent should ignore his screaming child. That's correct. So uh, top of page one sixteen, I feel like we have seen this woman before, um, or maybe just I have like in my head a picture of what a truly dysfunctional person looks like, and this is what she looks like. <laughs> um, but she decides she decides she wants Dewey to make all of her decisions for her, make all of her life decisions for her, and he doesn't want to do it. Um, we got someone who uh, who was very upset at the page one sixteen that the person with the darker color skin um, is the person with the criminal record. They decided this was a big racist thing in my part. Wow. Yep. Well, you bastard. Yep. And also a tattoo. And a tattoo. That's and, how and you know they're bad. And against the lady. I mean, yep. come on. How much how much more racist can you be? Yep. Um, oh, so is this something that happened to you, page 117? It, it, it's happened to me, the person who basically says they're going to pray for us. Yes. Um, yes and then this right. also got us some hate mail. Well, it's, it's very it's very uh, aggressive when people do that, right? I personally think it is. Yeah. Others do not have the same opinion. Well, I haven't. And so the, 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 the hate mail I got was, was from them, that they thought we were being kind of anti-Christian, and I was like, this is not a... Not anti-Christian, but I'm anti, I'm anti like anybody who comes up without knowing the context and, you know what I mean, like starts... It's very much... For like, me, it's violating. Yeah. Yeah. For me too. So, so we agree, and that's why we did a comic strip together. That's right. About it. Yeah. More staff training. Hey, look at that. We're using the art. Um, also, uh, this is definitely uh, some. There's a lot of five dollar words here. The pre- oh, sorry, bottom page one seventeen. Dude, oh. Dewey says a hypothetical threat. I'm speculatively frightened. Well, you conjecturally should be, and then Ned comes in and says, "Am I putatively needed here?" <laughs> so we swallowed it. We swallowed with a source on that one. That's oh yeah, more staff trainings. Yeah, I moved on to one eighteen. Okay, <clears throat> talk to me. I just, I just like the uh, the self assessments. I wish we all filled them out like we really felt. Yeah, I'm great. That's it. Perfect. I'll rate you excellent if you rate me outstanding. No collusion. <laughs> <laughs> They're rating each other. That's nice. And that is the end of Bibliovores. We got dun, through a dun, lot dun, faster dun, the second half. Dun, dun, dun. It's because I understand that there was sake waiting for me. You were right. It's because we're hungry. It worked as an it's incentive. All right. Thank you for joining us. Let's we'll be eat. back this afternoon uh, with Book 11, Reads Well with Others. <laughs>